Okay, we're holding on page 208. This paragraph starting with Hashlishi. Hashlishi. We're talking about the different aspects, the six different aspects that are order a person to do Teshuvah, that inspire a person to do Teshuvah. Hashlishi, the third level, the third stage. When a person listens to Moser and listens to criticism, so what's the, what's the idea? That is, when a person listens to Moser, but specifically, not just listen to Moser, but is at a point in their life and where they're, where they're willing to hear Moser. Moser, that when you're, to be told Moser when you're not in a place that you want to hear it, or that you don't see any purpose in somebody else's opinion. We're not self-aware enough to understand how to take criticism. It's not going to do anything. Right? We want Musr to do something. We want Musr to enter our hearts. So we want to be the types of people that are willing to accept Musr. A lot of times people get very, very uncomfortable hearing any level of criticism about themselves. Because why? It's, it stems from a level of immaturity. A mature person wants to do better. A mature person wants to do the best. A mature person understands that Specifically, someone who's giving you Moser is either one of two things. Either it's a shaliyah for Kaddish Baruch Hu and the message that needs to be sent, or, or even if they're wrong, there's still something that's inherently there that you need to think about. Right? It happened recently where a particular person came to me who was very frustrated that uh, he received some level of Moser. And he said to me, he said, that the Moser was ridiculous. The Moser made no sense. It's nothing to do with me. And, and knowing this person and knowing what the Muslim was, I said, you're right, it has nothing to do with you. That's really, it's like totally beyond the pale of normalcy. But it doesn't take away from your, your need and obligation to understand that there's something always there for you to think about. Right? There's always something for someone internally to think about. It doesn't mean you have to say, okay, well, that person said I have a stupid face. Right? So therefore, oh, I have to work on my stupid You can't work on your stupid face. It's impossible. What we could work on is other aspects, saying how to take criticism, how to understand, how to stay calm when somebody's, when somebody's criticizing you. There's always a muster, a teichacha, that a person needs to makabal, even if the etzim teichacha is really nothing to do with you. But there's always what to work on. There's always some level of lesson that a person needs to take. I mean, either one of two things, like you said, either it's a shleach mashem, or the person actually does care about you, and is doing it for your good, and, wants to, and you need to hear something in that message. <clears throat> and more often than not, the truth is, there is always going to be not just a lesson in terms of, let's say, beyond what the Musr is, but maybe the actual Musr really does apply to you. Right? There are oftentimes, there is, there's always something well, to hear. Right, exactly. Right. 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 You look at it instead of being wrong or right, look at it as percentages. Meaning, they're, they're, there's a percentage of what I can take out of what they're saying. 20%, 30%. Yeah, it's not, it's not shy to me entirely, but still there's a part of it that I can take out of personal. But again, it all implies that a person needs to be the type of person that is willing and able to hear Moser. And we need to work on ourselves to be mature individuals to understand that when somebody gives you Tachacham, somebody gives you Moser, Instead of responding very, very quickly, saying, no, no, I don't like it, or, or to dislike that person, or to, or to totally d- disconnect from that person, is to do the internal work internally and say, hey, maybe there's something there that I actually need to think about.
And therefore, when you become that type of person who eventually will, when somebody gives you, gives you tachacha, then you'll be ma'ar lechuva because you'll be actually in a place where you can handle it, where you can actually hear it, and it will bring you towards a better place. And it says, from that small moment, you go you go from darkness to light. How incredible would that be? Where you'll have tremendous, tremendous merit in the world to come. Since why at that point you've accepted to receive this tochacha. And the truth is, it's an amazing thing to become a makabla moser. Wow, that's an amazing thing. You should rejoice. And why? In a short period of time, you've, you've become a tremendous person. Right, they went and they did. What does it mean? What did they do? They only did it later by the twenty-fourth uh, by the twenty-fourth of the month. Since they had at that point already from the beginning accepted upon themselves to do it, as if they did it now, meaning to say that once once a person is already makabel that's our, that inherent motivation is already viewed as if you did it itself. Anybody whose actions are, are greater than their even the little chachma that you have will be quality because we value quality over quantity. You can know every little detail in the world but if you don't have actions which line up with your thoughts it's not worth it but if your actions are good then whatever little chachma you have will be worth it. Halavai, we have many people out there in a lot of small little tidbits of information, they may know a ton of bikiyas, but their actions don't line up with what they talk about. And therefore, <laughs> what's, the, what's, what's, what's their chachma worth? If anything, when someone has Torah without chachma, without maizim, without midas, what's, what happens to the Torah? It's a samachayim, it's a samamavis. Not samachayim, it's a samamavis. It becomes poison. And it's, what a sad state of existence that you spent, let's say, a person learned for 10 years in yeshiva, but didn't work on their midas, didn't work on the Yerushalayim, so all the, the learning that you have for 10 years is not just nothing, it's worse than nothing. It's, it would have been better if you never learned for those 10 you years. Yeah, exactly. You become a... That's only if you're doing it with the intention of Lishma. But if clearly you did it for 10 years because either that's, you know, you just enjoyed the process, you enjoyed the, the mental exercises of learning. But you yourself personally are not. There's many, many stories of in, in, in yeshivas near up before, you know, the, the Volajna yeshiva closed down. One of the reasons why it closed down was because the government, the government was trying to push in secular studies. That's, and the Tziv decided to close the yeshiva down. But it, the truth is it should have been shut down anyway. I'll tell you why. And this is not me speaking. There's many Gedalia Israel said this. They said because, it, because at that point in time, the degradation of European Jewry was so bad that you had yeshiva students that were smoking cigarettes on Shabbos learning, uh, learning a Rambam. There was, there was a certain point because they were lacking such Yerushamayim. And it got to such a point where it, it, they didn't, there's a whole idea about the Musr yeshivas, why they need a Musr movement, when seemingly, I mean, people are sitting and learning. There are people that are sitting and learning 15 hours a day. And there were G'dayli Yisrael that were learning in Velazhin. But there was also a subsect, a subsect of Velazhin where guys were literally Mechali Shabbos, but they enjoyed the, the, the mental exercise because the government wouldn't let them go to Goyesha colleges because they're Jewish. So a smart kid who wanted to do who wanted to take, do intellectual pursuits but had nowhere to go? The only option you had was yeshiva. That was the closest thing you had to a, to a college. So they would go to yeshiva. They would do what they needed to do to pass by. They would enjoy about bastard. They would get involved with hakiras and this and that. But they were mechalas shabbos before esia. They would smoke cigarettes, right? Well, can you imagine such a thing? They would write. They would write Torah on shabbos because why chidush Torah? Because they wanted mechalas Torah. No, because they want to write down their cool ideas. 
but they don't. But they don't want to waste time because it's tired during the week. So what do they do on Shabbos? They write it down. <laughs> it's like this. This thing they call fakrumt. It's it's incorrect. Because why? And it's better for that person never to learn Torah at all. It's it's much better because it makes the Torah that they learned into Sam Hamavis. But of course, if a person has then his actions, which are proper, will be Makayim, even the Chachma. And therefore, yeah, he's not, he doesn't know every, every, every little, <clears throat> doesn't know every single Tesis and Shas. But what he does know, he knows with quality. And that's why, Shinemar, what does that mean? When a person accepts upon their heart to really to keep the Torah the proper way, and to follow what the rabbis say, at that point that will lead him to then to look towards the rabbanim, meaning it's not a just, he's makabal the Torah. But the process itself of being makabal the Torah in such an oifin, in such a way, it means you'll also seek out guidance from others, which is the entire point. And seeking guidance means you need, you get Musar. Since even the things he doesn't know, eventually he's going to know. Because why? He was, at that point, he's already made a very strong hachlat, made a very strong decision that he wants to keep the Torah. It's so important because, again, that leads a person towards, to, towards tshuva, to listen and to take moser. It's become a new thing nowadays. It's not a knock on anybody in particular, but a person has to be aware of it from a psychological level. I think I've mentioned it before, which is that it's become very popular nowadays to go to Kivrei Tzadikim. Now, of course, it's always been a thing to go to Kivrei Tzadikim, but like to turn it into like a Zach, to go to Kerestir, to go to the, you know, Kedusha Slavia and Amelimelech, to go to Lubavitch Rebbe's Kivrei, to go to, you know, even the Litvaks, they do it now. They go to, you know, to the Nitziv, and they go, all these different places. Now, it's very nice, very important. To, for sure, there's a lot you can get from it. But it's interesting, why is it that you have some people that they gravitate much more to the kever of a tzaddik and they daven and they get, they get Yeshua's and they ask for bakashas and that becomes their Rebbe. Like, why is it that that's more, it's become more popular in our generation, if you're, if you're aware, in, our, in this generation than in previous generations? I think the answer is because people don't like, we're very sensitive nowadays, which means we don't like any Muslim. And it's so much easier to relate to an abstract concept of a Rebbe who doesn't have to tell you anything that you're doing wrong. Isn't it amazing? You go, you go to the, you're not going to be Breslov, you go to Breslov, and, and, and the Rebbe doesn't say one thing you're doing wrong. Isn't it amazing? You, you can ask him whatever you want. He's a Coke machine. You can say, can I get me this, and give me that, and I want this, and I want that. And there's, he has nothing critical to say to you. You're not doing anything wrong. Hey, he, whatever critical he wrote, it wasn't about you, because for sure, when I'm reading it, it's not about me, it's about somebody else. What? You get a Coke at the end of the day. You get a Coke at the end of the day. Well, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> You know what happens when you treat God, when you treat the world like a coke machine? What happens when your coke machine get, when your coke gets stuck inside the machine? What do you do? You start shaking it, right? You become very aggressive. That's not a healthy attitude. It's become so popular to get these because a real rabbi, a real person that knows you on a personal level, he might tell you you're doing something wrong. He might not like what you're doing. He may have a critical comment to say, you know what? Well, the path that you're on is not proper, or he'll push you towards a different direction that you want to go. And it's it, the term I'm looking for is it's narcissistic. Because it's all what you want. It's all what I want. It's all about what makes me happy and what I get out of it. Nothing to do with a doer relationship. When you have a relationship, which is why, by the way, it's important for a person to be married. I'm just, I was, I'm saying that's the, that's the story. Right, no, when a person's married, that's part, part and parcel of having a healthy relationship is, is learning to understand somebody else. To having an outside of you. That's why. To be mavata, to be mavata. 
to learn to understand that there's a person behind, there's a person across from you that you have to actually reckon with. And you know, it's interesting. <laughs> the, the halacha is that a Kayin Gadol, he needs, to have a, he needs to have a woman, he needs to be married at the time that he's doing the Avayis in Kippur. So the halacha is, do we, do we have to give him another wife from the possibility that his wife will die, could die at the time that he's going to do the Kippur Pesach? Yeah, fine, that's the Mishnah. That's the Gemara, right? That's the Mishnah in Yuma. The first Mishnah in Yuma. The question is, why? What is this purpose? What is this reason that the Kohen Gadol has to have a wife at the time of the Avodah? My Rebbe Rebchatzko Weinfeld explains like this. He says, when, a, when the Kohen Gadol is doing the Avodah of Yom Kippur, what does he have to do? What is he doing for Klai Yisrael? He's serving as an emissary for Klai Yisrael. It, it, that's a very, very high level. That's a place where you're, you're really, that's a very, very high level of Achayis. A person that is not able to go outside of himself, that is not able to, to go outside of his own Ritzoyness, Meaning to say, he's self-centered. Usually, hopefully, hopefully, a healthy marriage means you're not self-centered. It forces you not to be self-centered. When you're, to- when you're, when you're single, it's very easy to be self-centered. How could you then serve for Klai Yisrael to be the Shaliyach Tzibur for Gans Klai Yisrael for, for Kapara if you yourself are so subsumed in your own Ritzayinus? That's why the Torah is Machayev to have a wife because that means that he has that relationship or hopefully he has that relationship where he's able to go outside of himself. With Mela, he serves as the leader of Klai Yisrael that period of time where you're bringing up all the, the concerns and the fears and hopefully the successes of Klai Yisrael on Yom Kippur on the most holiest of days, you need to be somebody who's, who's able to be miskasher to other people. And that's why the Torah is Machayev, the Klai has to have a wife at the time of the Avoidah. This is the biggest story. Let's just finish up the point of your Alma. So there's the meaning to say, just to pin it back to what I'm saying, is that if a person who goes onto this level is machlet that they want to keep the Torah in the proper way, and also the Chachamim, he'll then be Dorish v'chaykr v'chachamim. And then, and then such a person will be hopefully uh, be able to do tshuva. So that, therefore a person who comes to Nasev and Nishma and decides he wants to do this. When a person is makabal this desire and then goes ahead and, and, and now has this desire to do it. And a person is not inspired to do tshuva because people tell you to do. As we mentioned a few times already. If you're not willing to hear most of you're not willing to take the messages that Shem is trying to send you, then, you're, then the Oynish the is double. Why? Why? Because you're really, you checked out the lunch. At that point, you need a high, when somebody's not waking up, what do you do? You just, you poke them. If, if this isn't working, when you poke them a little bit, what do you, what do you have to do further? What did your, what, what, did, the, what did the dorm counselors do? Well, so, <laughs> hopefully the dorm counselor didn't smack you. But you shake harder. You shake harder. You know, they poke you a little bit, then it works. What do you do? Yeah, and then if it starts really not, don't, God forbid, if you think someone's dead, what do you do to make sure they're not dead? You pour water on their face. You slap them. No, I, I've, Unfortunately, I've seen that. I've seen where somebody was, was, was dying in a coma. They woke up, not, they woke up unconscious. I, the amount, the stuff that I saw, that they had to pour water in the person's face. Kitzer, the higher level you go, I'm not, I'm not, the higher level you go, the, more, the stronger you have to try to push that. So that's Hashem also. It's Hashem saying, you didn't wake up for this, that I have to, be, have to give your oinish uh, kefal, I have to give you more. Okay, all the best. That's Lachem.